Sil, were you going to say something? It seems I've heard men talk about times when there were no lies. There are stories, Kaladin said, about the times of the heraldic epochs, when men were bound by honor. But you'll always find people telling stories about supposedly better days. You watch. A man joins a new team of soldiers, and the first thing he'll do is talk about how wonderful his old team was. See, we remember the good times and the bad ones, forgetting that most times are neither good nor bad. They just are. Heroes of presents Stormpod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book one, The Way of Kings. quick spoiler warning for chapters 20, 21, and 22. We will be covering everything in those chapters, but nothing past them. If you haven't gotten there yet in your reading, I'd suggest that you go back, read up, and come and find us afterwards. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm your host, Sean Q, and with me is my co-host, uh, Numu Huku Makiaki Jackie Luminor. How's it going? Yeah. I wish I had a name that long. Holy jeez. Uh, I really do. Um, I was uh, once uh, confronted by, uh, not confronted, I, I met David Sedaris, and a, a, a writer I'm a fan of, okay. and uh, got his autograph. But when he and I met, he asked me for my name, and I told him it was Jack. And he said, he said, you know that in many countries around the world, you would be known as <laughs> <laughs> I just like he's so funny. I just I couldn't help it. He's uh, so wonderful. <laughs> oh, in many countries, ah, ah. It uh, sounds like you <laughs> ate something nasty. Yeah, but Maybe if you... I had that beautiful long name, I wouldn't have to deal with. Ah. That's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah, Numuhuku Makiaki Jackie Luminoris is pretty awesome. I threw in the Jackie for you there, but. Well, we we have, we have to build up to that name. So right now we're on chapter twenty. Yeah. Uh, Scarlet. Scarlet. I really, it's a tiny chapter, but I really like this thing. Yeah, it's really good. Eh? It's uh, it gives you like um, it's almost like a, a tiny moment in time for Cal, and it kind of puts into frame why Cal is the way he is, right? I think so. It gives gives more context. Uh, it takes so place seven years, seven... right? Seven years. Yeah. Go ahead. No, seven years ago, uh, two months, it's been two months since Bright Lord Wistio's death. There's been right. no, no replacement as City Lord. Kaladin mm-hmm. um, has barely seen uh, Laurel at all. Yeah. Um, so he's 13 at this point, and then he's, he's confronted with this wounded child who's about five years old, and he says, I, I can save her. Yeah. Um, and this child has had severe blood loss, leg is broken compound fracture uh cal's hands are actually trembling he's he's, but imagine he's 13 Mm -hmm. um the girl's father is uh you know screaming like like what are you going to do to my daughter don't touch i think her name is maya sal or mia sal 
Yeah, I think so. Um, other men are pulling him back. Um, someone was sent to go get Cal's uh, father. Yeah, uh, he keeps trying to apply a tourniquet, but it's it's like so bloody that it just keeps slipping off. He's yeah. not able to put it on properly. And he uses his own shirt to do so. Mm-hmm. And then he yells out fire, and someone named Valama brings a candle, and they're already heating up a knife, which he's pleased about. Yeah. Yeah. His hands stop shaking. He's pressing hard on the open wound. Um, and then he gets the bleeding to stop and then realizes that he's lost her. Her chest isn't right. moving anymore. She's gone. Right. Um, and a deep and terrible sickness washes over him. Uh, and father comes over and, and is uh, wailing, uh, holding on to the corpse. Right. So an hour later, Cal is crying. His knees are up, arms wrapped around his legs. And he comments and says, and well, it's in the text, is there a salve to take away this pain that I'm feeling? Is there a bandage to stop these tears? He should have been able to save her, is the way that it's worded. And I was thinking about that a little bit, like should, sort of implying like with his training, like I, I knew what to do. Mm-hmm. So I should have been able to save her. Right. But he couldn't. Mm-hmm. His father. His father comes over, and uh, there's a moment here where where yeah. Cal is um, he's crying, and he says, "There's a line here that I really like uh, that um, it was a soft thing, his grief, mm-hmm. like soft he was thing. like these these uh, uh, whimpers and shakes, and it wasn't like you know sometimes we think of uh, someone's grief losing someone or some some maybe someone going through this, and they would be like full on bawling, but like his um his grief is like mixing with shock right so he's like he's just like this little boy crying and as much as you know yeah. he thought he was a big boy that could maybe help um i mean he almost did it so you gotta give him that right well yeah i mean his father kneels beside him and he says i i inspected your work mm-hmm. and i'm proud he says yeah and uh he, uh, his father, Liren, says to Kaladin that practiced men in medicine have frozen mm-hmm. when, when confronted with a wounded person. You didn't freeze. And then he said, you have to learn when to care, son, and when to let go. You'll grow calluses. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Like, this for me is a really tricky thing because... It's like his father saying, you'll get used to this. And then I think the way that the chapter ends is that you can hear Harl, the father, wailing in the distance. Right. And it's yeah. kind of like, really? Like, you were going to get used to this? Or I'm, I'm going to well, get remember, used to this? Remember, um, remember chapters and chapters ago when Cal was talking about growing up with a father who was a surgeon? Um, mm-hmm. And how, like, the, the people of the town hated them? Like there was like a, yeah. you, know, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you hate them because they, they couldn't, you know, heal your son or your, your daughter. Right. Um, sometimes they, you hate them because they did and now you owe them money. You know what I mean? Like because yeah. of costs and, um, or, mm-hmm. or um, not necessarily money because I think uh, uh, Liren is doing it for free, but um, it's yeah, more like, yeah, yeah. So like there's, there's just this, um, there's a stigma. And so, um, this is kind of like the other side of it, right? Like Liren's mm. telling us that, you know, um, it's hard for them, but it can't, 
it, we can't dwell on that. We have to be able to be okay to do the next one so we can try to save the next one. So he's like, you, you have to learn when to care and when to let go, I think is what he says. And mm, when to that, care and when to let go. Yeah. Right. So I'd like um, to say <laughs> the father's screaming out in the back. Um, it's just, it's kind of like a just a juxtaposition a little bit here where, you know, there's two sides to this little tale. So while, while he's crying, we, we do get the reference uh, for, for this chapter titled Scarlet. So mm-hmm. um, before he washed the blood free of his hands, it had been Scarlet. Mm-hmm. But, but soaked into his clothing, uh, it was a duller reddish brown. Mm-hmm. And so, um, of course, the color Scarlet, so full of life, it's a, it's a vibrant color. And then just a few you know, moments later, mm-hmm. um, it's already turning this reddish brown. And uh, and this girl is gone. So yeah, I thought that was a really brilliant uh, title. Yeah, it's really good um, for this for this little chapter. And uh, again, that really harsh. Thirteen years old. You've got to yeah. learn to get. You've got to learn to get used to this wailing. Like I mean, to all of our men and women in healthcare protecting us from this this virus and you know doing surgery. Like getting yeah. used to that. Like like getting used to. It's got to be so hard. Uh, like what a there's a there's a moment where cal after it happens cal thinks to himself um like when he's in the back at home in the 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 surgery room um at his dad's place at his at his place um he thinks to himself is there a way to heal grief and like that Mm -hmm. you know that tells me that his first you know his first inclination here is to find a way to to heal it like a like a surgeon right is there a way to be able to fix you to not feel this grief anymore yeah, uh, yeah, he was yeah, asking it's... asking if there's a salve to take the pain away or a right. bandage to stop his tears. I know, like he's thinking, like a like I I am now the one in pain. Right. I'm trying to I'm trying to treat myself, but I already right. know I already know there isn't anything for this. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It's and, like so. You, yeah, you just and you you have to grow these these calluses, and mm. and it it kind of seems to me that in some way it, there's just a bit of pushback. Like, I don't know if I want to grow these calluses, dad. Like, I, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I want to become numb to this. Mm-hmm. Like, I think. Anyway. Thank God he did. I think. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent chapter. That was great. Because now we see him in chapter 21. Yeah. Yeah. My, my my highlight, I think, is is the title. Like, I think my highlight is calling it Scarlet. I was actually trying to think, like, what would I call it as a as an alternative title name? And I was trying to think mm-hmm. of one. Uh, and maybe I just would have called it Callus. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Scarlet, uh, I thought that was quite quite brilliant um, to reflect on what once was so vibrant and alive, and then in a moment can be gone. Mm-hmm. So good chapter, chapter yeah. twenty one. Mm. Why men lie? Why? Why do we lie? Why do we lie to ourselves? Why uh, do we lie? Cal Cal doesn't want to wake up, uh, or, or or even open his eyes. His body hurts so much. Remember, the day before is the day where he stupidly picked up the the plank and like ran around the whole yard. 
and then um, then went on the worst bridge run probably that he's had since they've been here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So and then had the run run back because he was helping everyone to heal everybody. So this just happened, right? And he, he wakes up Ooh. and he feels like crap. He's like, yeah. He says his body hurts so much that if he woke up, it would be a nightmare, and all this pain <laughs> would be his. And uh, it makes me think of the last chapter with Dalinar, where he um, is having the vision, and he called it a nightmare. Um, I, you know, I find mm-hmm. it uh, fitting that they use this the same word here that he that Mr. Sanderson used the same word here. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Yeah, he's like <laughs> I, I, every, everything <laughs> is sore. His sides are sore, aching legs, throbbing yeah, yeah. arms and shoulders. He says it all ached. Every length of muscle, every inch of skin, head bounded. Even his bones felt sore. Yeah, yeah. That's when it's when you're like you know, you know I'm I'm bone tired. That's when it goes down to your bones. Yeah. that's yeah. when it's the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a map at the beginning of this. So in my in my paperback, I got a map mm. of the Alefi war camps. Okay, uh, which was quite nice. Uh, and it was mentioned that it was done by a painter named Vandonis. Yes. That's the one. That's the one from last episode that you didn't mm. have. That I didn't have. Oh, okay. So, so in, in my paperback, if you read the script on the bottom in the corner, it'll have all the names of all the high princes, like we read last uh, episode. Correct. That's right. All right. So I actually have it in front of. Uh, yeah, it was just different on a different page for you. On a different page which for is me. Yeah. Weird, yeah. Yeah. It's it's just before chapter twenty one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had I had I have the the artwork just not uh, on the same page. Cool. Well, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you got to see it. Got that cleared up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, so he so... wakes up he's super sore, but he's like, you know what? But I, I can't. If I stop moving, it's the same as dying. So up he gets. But this is cool. Yeah. I, I, I love how I find it in this chapter, and maybe in the next. No, it's more so this chapter. Again, with back to Kaladin, you're just as a re- or as a first time reader, I'm grasping at any little uh, glimmer of hope here. Yeah. Right, because I'm just I'm so used to this. Like, how it's not going, it's not Mailhouse. Like, it's not. This is not happening. This is this is not going well for for Kaladin. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, he's uh, w- w- when he wakes up, he uh, he says, "Oddly, there were a few men that were awake and sitting up." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh, as it was written in the in the in the novel, they were waiting. Mm-hmm. So I think that I was like, oh, okay, so they're, they're curious see what about he's gonna do now. what he's yeah. going to do, right? Like, so like, that's, what's next? What's ne- What's this crazy guy going to do next? Yeah. He's um, all like, all right, I see you, Kaladin. What up? Yeah. Yeah, what up? <laughs> what's next, bro? Well, he checks the wounded. That's what's next because he's awesome. Mm-hmm. So immediately he checks Leighton, still alive, needs antiseptic, needs a, needs apothecary salves. But how am I going to get these salves? He still has no no idea. Right. He, uh, he goes to see Hobber. This was cool. Hobber says, thank you for saving me, and, and mm-hmm. holds holds Kaladin's hand, almost te- uh, tears in his eyes, and he gives him a big smile. Uh, and it says that the smile forced back the gloom. The aches, yeah. and, aches and soreness uh, faded. The smiles were not the reason that his father, Liren, became a surgeon, mm-hmm. but they were the reason that he remained one. Yeah, love that. I put a big star behind that. It's probably my highlight for the it's chapter. Really good. It's a really, really good part. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So yeah, he won't be able to hover, won't be able to like walk around for a few weeks. No. And they got to keep that wound clean. They got to keep it clean. Yeah. That's well, Rod Spren, it says here, Rod Spren, um, kill more people and disease yeah. than the enemy. So mm -hmm. They're tiny red-like insects, it says. <gasps> well, this is a highlight. So Kaladin this is, is a, actually... Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this a mid... Mid-episode info dump? Info dump. Info dump. <laughs> well, when, well, when they're discussing... So it's actually Kaladin mentioning to the others, hey, like, we, we, we've got to look out for Rock yeah. Spren, and this mm -hmm. is what they look like. So right. Kaladin is a Spren head. Spren head? Oh, he's like us. Yes! I was just like, I was so excited to read that. I'm like, wait a second, he's a Spren head. He knows what they look like. He's describing them to these other guys. That's awesome. Yeah. He knows what they're... Like, he's doing, he's doing my thing. Yeah, I really like it when, you know, like my heroes, like, you know, I, I end up finding out that they're just like me, you know, it's really nice, you know, like just, they're super down to earth and stuff. Kaladin, like... Kaladin and me, we go way back. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dabid, I, Dabid's a little weird for me. Mm -hmm. He's like catatonic. Catatonic, staring off into nowhere, unfocused. Yeah, but Cal Kaladin... says it's called Battle Shock. Yeah. And then it'll wear off. Battle Shock, that's... It's kind of intense, though. Mm -hmm. So then Cal like goes outside, and it's like there's like the sounds. This I love this part. There's the sounds of the war camps waking up. So like yeah, I wrote this down too, but yeah, the slow chopping of wood and tings and like the shuffles yeah. and the sounds are just starting to wake up. I really love this. Yeah, blacksmith. The, yeah. the Charles Trump uh, trumpeting in the stables. The air was mm -hmm. cool, chilly, uh, smelled clean and fresh, like spring. And I yeah, was like, I like wow. That. And again, see me again, like I'm the first time reader. I'm like, okay. So the guys were waiting. A couple of guys were up in the morning before him. So I'm like, okay, that's it. That's the time. I'm going to hang on to that glimmer of hope. And then here, just the way that they were describing the morning, like the sun coming up and everything seems kind of new with a bit of freshness to it. I'm like, okay, I'm hanging, I'm hanging on here. What's, what's next. Um, and then Kaladin goes to do his stretches. Um, he checks his wounds, uh, and then, and then he, at first he, I think he starts to curse the apothecary, but then he's like, no, you know what? I I should be cursing Sadius. These right. these wounds were his fault. Sadius forbade the surgeon's hall to give supplies to the bridgemen, the slaves, and servants. I should be cursing him. Right. It's not the apothecary's fault, right? Like it's no, no. He's just I mean, trying to make a buck. Like he's just trying to do his biz. Right. Right. At first, he's thinking, well, you know, he's he's the bastard that's charging, you know, the prices for these things, and and then he realizes, hang on, it's not, it's not like that's not my problem here. My problem are, are these wounds that have been inflicted, and it's all because of Sadius. Yeah. Now this is kind of cool. This this is <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna. I, I just thought this was fun, and maybe maybe you picked up on this utterly as well. But uh, so he's checking his wounds. He's thinking about the apothecary and blah 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 with. Uh, with uh, Sadius, and then he's he's ladling water from the from the water barrel over mm -hmm. his wound, and then other people wake up and come over, and when they come over, they're all around the the the, the barrel. So yeah. I'm so immediately I thought of like I'm thinking like wow this is the water cooler moment. I'm like yeah totally I, 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 yeah, I, <laughs> I thought the same thing. Did you think yeah. the same thing? I was like oh this is yeah. hilarious. They're like at a water cooler in an office. Like it's like yeah they're just having a Everyone's chit chat catching there. up. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Kaladin, uh, you know, walks over to the lumberyard, grabs the plank, back to the barracks uh, for training. And again, no one joined in 
And right. I went, oh, and I'm like, there it is. I'm like, because I was picking up on all this little bit of hope. I'm like, okay, there's my hope. Oh, there's my reality. They're not going to change. Uh, he doesn't go as hard as he does the day before, right? Like he just, no, like he well, just he can't. Like, he can't. Yeah. And, but, but it was hard, still hard. He, um, he, he doesn't like wuss out or anything like he, he does his, his normal routine, but it doesn't go as intense as the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, um, uh, Bridgman are starting to like, kind of like not gather, but like, he's starting to see them all like kind of wake up and come out of the barracks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's a, there's a part here that I really like, um, the, like how even though the, the he's describing these bridgemen from being from different cultures right mm-hmm. um and but they all have the same look so no matter what the skin the hair the eyes anything looked on all these bridgemen like even just being of the same um culture um and being like looking different doesn't ma- matter anymore because they all have this dark sweat stained leather vest over their bare chests they have str- scraggly appearance, like unshaven face and haunted eyes. Like to Kaladin, he they he and all these men look the same. You know what I mean? No matter yeah. where they're from. And I really, really love this. It's like you could tell as soon as you see them, that's a bridge man. Well, that's just it. They're 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 like broken horses. Mm-hmm. Their spirits have been broken. They don't have names anymore. They've they've given up, they've abandoned all sense of hope. Yeah, they um, all look the same, right? They all look like yeah. broken men, and yeah. they all they all dress the same, and they literally are all un- unkept, so they all have beards and scruffy hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of yeah. weird. It's kind of weird that they're like they're almost like assimilated into this like thing, and now they all become the same kind of person. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's not much. And the the funny thing is that we know that they don't know anything about each other. Mm-hmm. So in essence, they all could be the same person, right? Because they have no identity. Mm-hmm. I don't well, know. And just, I, there's something. And, there's something about it that uh, that stood out to me. This this re- with this read. Well, that really uh, lends itself well when the conversation comes up with Sill, who's about to land on his plank and give mm-hmm. him a chat. Right. Um, and that is so she's so she lands on the plank and she says, "You know, people are talking. Some people think you've gone mad." Right. And then she's asking, like, like, what is madness? And then he's replying something like, uh, it's when men don't think right. And then she's like, well, men never think right. And then they have an exchange. And it's a little bit the way that Kaladin sort of words. He's like, well, the one who stands out, it's not like the rest. That's the one that usually people think is mad. Right. And really, he's describing himself because as you just said, okay, here with, with the Bridgman, there's no room for personality. Hmm. And so the minute that somebody sort of does something different, well, they well they must be mad. And then and then uh, the, the the way that Syl puts it, or our, or queries about it, she says, "So you all just vote on it, mm-hmm. <laughs> like in terms of who's mad?" And he's like, "Well, no, it's not not quite like that. It's not like that. It's not, yeah. <laughs> this isn't a democracy." Yeah, and but uh, like, there's a, there's a point here. Um, yeah. If by Cal's definition the one in a group who is different than the rest is dubbed mad. Who mm-hmm. else do we know is mad? Dalinar, maybe? Well, that's it, right? He's I mean, seen as da- mad because he's doing something different than the rest of them. And Dal- um, D- I, I just yeah, like Dal- this. I feel like they're they're having a conversation about madness, but it's really, really 
about Dalinar without it really being about Dalinar. It absolutely is. You're hundred percent right. I'm not, uh, I, um, I really like this little conversation, uh, between these two. Uh, again, it's, it's her innocence, like, you know, querying him. It's almost, I, I can't help but feel like she has the answers and she's just trying to get him to work things out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I don't, I'm probably reading into that, but, uh, um, no, I, I think, I think you, you got it right. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. Well, that's... I mean, well, I mean, it, it's, it's clearly about Dalinar. Um, mm-hmm. and I, and there seems to be a, a bit of comparison going on between Kaladin and Dalinar. There, there totally is, man. That yeah. we, we could literally, um, like do like at school and like line up Dalinar and Catalan, uh, Catalan on the uh, chalkboard and like do a line mm-hmm. under the names and a line between them and write points that are the same about them. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of overlap. And there's a lot of overlap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she asks, well, why do men lie? And he, he's like, lots of reasons. And yeah. then, and then she says, is it, is it madness? Like it, like this madness. Right. Make, make people lie. And, and he's like, she goes maybe you're all a little mad (laughs) yeah maybe you're all a little mad exactly right so um but then she brings up she says well i've heard people talk about one who doesn't lie right and and then she's the one who says well dalinar right and then he's like i've i've heard of him the blackthorn and this is why i like Um, it because even before even before we get to da- it, like them talking about Dalinar, we know mm. it's about Dalinar. Do you know what I mean? Like we, right, right. Like we, we, we like feel it before we read it. Do you know what I mean? And I love that. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, but then this kind of surprised me. He, uh, he, he concludes even after thinking about him. Well, so he's a light ice and that means he lies. Right. And then he immediately goes into the fact that he was betrayed by Amaram. And he's like, Amaram, you did this to me. Um, right. And then he's, oh, and then this has got to be my highlight. Um, I've been burned too often to trust the flame. Uh, me too, man. I love that. I actually wrote it I, down in quotations. Oh in quotations. Yeah. You've been burned too often to trust the flame. And you know yeah. what? I couldn't help but think like, wow, to trust the flame. Kind of like the little girl was trying to trust the flame to cauterize the wound to save her life. Ah. Uh. Look at you. That's yeah, yeah. Like you know, it's just a like like another connection of being let down by fire. Well, Cal, Cal, Cal was trying mm-hmm. to trust that that flame as well, right? He was trying mm-hmm. to trust that flame would allow him to be able to yeah. cauterize the wound, wound in time. Correct. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, and, and he was trusting the exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I, I thought that was really cool. So that's that. That's definitely my highlight for the chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, Discoveries. I love discoveries. Yeah, it's yeah, so cool. the, bomb, the bombs. I, I love yeah. these. I love these little bombs we can find in here. Um, that would have been a good alternate title because it's well, it's it's called "Why Men Lie," mm-hmm. but it's talking about madness. It's talking about lying, and I can't help but think the poetry of the of the chapter is uh, um, uh, trust the flame. Mm um so yeah great great moment i loved it and then but but then they they keep the conversation going and kaladin's like well in the stories i've heard men talk or well sorry still brings this up and she's like well i've heard i've heard men talk about times where there were no lies yeah right and he and he's like well yeah there are stories of the heraldic epochs or it happens it happens a little more um mysteriously because she starts to say something and then stops 
and then is off looking like kind of in the distance trying to think and then he's all like um like waiting waiting and then he ends up um saying like were you gonna say something like what were you trying to say there and then she starts talking about it like it really took her time to remember and he says in here that like she's changing so quickly Mm -hmm. Um, like she's mentioned that he's mentioned that before and um so this is like a moment where she struggled to um to comprehend the things that she's been taking that we've been uh, there that cal has been taking for granted that she's catching on really quickly right Mm. yeah it's uh it's neat he he, he's mentioning about you know these um stories of the heraldic uh epochs men bound by honor Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he's like, you're always going to find people telling stories of better days. And he says, the stories prove it. The heralds abandoned us. Night's radiance fell and became uh, tarnished. The epoch kingdoms crashed when the church tried to seize power. Mm-hmm. And, he, and then and he's, he basically says, you, you can't trust anyone with power still. Um, and then he says to her, you know, talking to you probably doesn't do anything for my reputation of being insane. Right. And, then she, and then she says something like, yeah. I'll, I'll do my best to stop being so interesting. <laughs> yeah, love, I love it. Too. Love it. Yeah. Brandon, yeah, so Mr. Sanderson. Yeah. I had, a, um, love it. I had a thing here I wanted to read, and I can't, I'm trying to find it now. I turned hmm. the page and I lost it. Hmm. Yeah, that, that, that bit between those two, uh, really, really cool. Mm-hmm. The conversation with lying and madness and uh, him feeling him, 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 like, despite Dalinar's good reputation, he's, you know, he's like, no, no, he's a light eyes. I'm going to, yeah, I'm uh, washing him. It means he lies. I've been betrayed by Amaram. He's sort of, you know, can't let go of the bitterness. Um, so, yeah, he's just, just still a very bitter person when talking about these sort of things. Fantastic. I love I love Sill. Well, and of course we get the big Sill. Yeah. Big, big Sill news coming up. Love it. Big big. Um, big big. So guys. He scree- he says you. And and and, and I like his uh, I like his little uh uh uh, uh phrase here for, for 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 hold on a minute. And he says, mm-hmm. hold up, hold a season. <laughs> yeah i love it so again brandon mr sanderson great i love it hold the season love it mm. uh he says bright lord lamoral's heard about what you did for the wounded um lamoral is not too again love this love this language uh is not too polished on the idea of of paying and feeding bridgemen who can't work lamoral is speaking to sidious about having you strung up and strung up is hung out during a high storm to receive the forefather's judgment, or sort of the, yeah. the, the storm father's judgment, which we've heard about before. Mm-hmm. I would like to see that with Kaladin because I don't know. I got a feeling about that event. Um, if that if that were to pass, hmm. um, Sadius uh, refused to let Lamoral do it to string right. up Kal- Kaladin. And Sadius tells Lamoral uh, to let you, meaning Kaladin, you can keep the soldiers, but they're forbidden from having food or pay right. while, they're un- while they're unable to work. And then Kaladin curses Sadius and says, that Kremlin. And then Gaz responds. This I thought was interesting. Gaz responds, hush. That's the high prince you're talking about. And then right. he's like, he's looking over his shoulder. But I, but I find that kind of weird because it's like, well, 
if you're looking over your shoulder because um, because Kaladin is insulting Sadius, and if anybody heard that, it'd be bad for Kaladin. Does that mean Gaz, you're trying to protect Kaladin a little bit? Maybe a little bit. Maybe he's trying to protect maybe. his uh, his one out of five chips. Maybe it's <laughs> that. There you go. There's his uh, his real reason. Yeah, yes, mm. that's that, that's a good point. Um, I was actually kind of wondering if Gaz was uh, starting to actually agree. I can, I, I, I can see how that. you would read it that way for sure. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I was probably again. I'm a first time reader, and I'm looking for hope. Sadius um, is trying to use Cal and his men here as an example, right? Mm-hmm. This is what happens when you don't follow the rules. These men are now going to die slowly, and it's going to be on you. Yeah, it's not because brutal? like Cal, Cal can't share his food with the men, right? Because he realizes he's, there's not enough of my food, oh, no. just me with uh, with four people. So he like, you know, goes to where all the men are, and he's like, "Hey, do you guys want to like be like nice and stuff, and like share your food with the guys who are sick?" And they just like laugh at him. Oh yeah, I know. Well, I mean, just the realization that it's cheaper to find new slaves than to care for these wounded ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we we can see this in in our society today, with regards to you know the way corporations make decisions about you know let's say they produce a product that causes cancer. Well, they're not going to recall it if the cost mm-hmm. of the recall is less than the the litigation that it would be for people dying. Yeah. Like Not to get too political, but the what Cal is like suggesting here is just literally it's Medicare for all. That's what it is. He's saying let's pool our money, yeah, food, and then everyone who gets sick will will be able to live off the money and the food that we have pooled together. We'll buy medicine with the money, and all the food will go to everybody, and everyone will be happy. And yeah. if you get sick, then if you get hurt or whatever, then we'll heal mm-hmm. you, and you'll have the benefit of that too. Right. It's super, yeah, it's, it's super simple. It's pretty, it's pretty grotesque. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. He does. Um, he does go to the men. Yeah, uh, and, they and laugh they, at him, and they laugh at him. He's like, I, he's like, guys, I want to pool our resources to buy medicine, get food, split meals, and Moash starts, yeah, starts laughing with a few of the others. So again, mm-hmm. again, I get shot down with my hope. Um, and he turns around. But there's a pinch of hope. Yeah, Rock, yeah. the the horn eater. He says that he, I mean, quite reluctantly, he, he says, "I'll I'll share food with Haber." He mentions right. one of the one of the wounded, right? Because he says and, the other two are going to die. <laughs> well, well, he's well, he says he says this guy's going to die for sure, and the other guy just stares off. So forget him. Like I, I've got mm-hmm. no, I've got no use for. But him. Hopper could actually heal and be useful, right? So he's he says, "I'll I'll share some food," mm-hmm. and then they ha- and then they have a little conversation. I like this. And he's like, yeah, because I, I kind of, like, basically, Rock is kind of saying, I, I, I kind of owe you for, for what you right. did when, when we switched places. Because, and, and Rock, the, the way that Rock puts it is he says, I'd be dead. Right. And then, and then Calvin's like, well, no, like, we would have switched places. Like, I, I survived. And then he says, no, I'd be dead. And he says, there's something strange about you. He says, there's something strange about you. Yeah. He says, arrows arrows were hitting all around you, beside right. your head, next to your hands, but they weren't hitting you. And then mm-hmm. Kaladin's like, look. And he's like, no such thing. I love that. Says, um, then Rock says, Mafaliki always follows you. And he bows mm-hmm. his head to oh, sell. Yes, I know, and this is great. He's, and he makes a strange like prayer sign with his hands yeah, to his he head puts his and hand stuff. To- Puts his hand to his shoulder, 
and he says, I am Ala'i Iku. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and like that was a that was a huge surprise. Um I thought that was really, really neat. Um I my next the, the next little note that I have is that Bridge Four never loses the fewest men. Right. Um and again, uh uh I think Kaladin was saying, Well, it's luck. And then he's like, ah, air sick lowlander. He's like, you know, he's just frustrated again by this kind of reasoning. But yeah. but other but other people in the camps, like they're kind of, you know, they're they're kind of put out, like all like like the the other bridge leaders, right? They're kind of put out by this because bridge four is the is the group that you sort of go well. At least we're not in bridge four. They, they're the one you shit on, right? They're the they're the lowest right. of the low. Right. Well, now not so much. Not so, not so much now. Yeah. Not so much. So, um. Kaladin goes to Gaz with yeah. Rock. This is, I mean, this is the next note I've got. I mean, I, I'm, I, I might have skipped a few things, but Gaz, Gaz and Rock go, or sorry, Rock uh, goes with Kaladin to, to see Gaz. Gaz, I love this. Grows pale upon approach. I like that Gaz is now fearful of Kaladin a little bit. Um, and Kaladin says, "Gaz, I have an offer for you. Is anyone on on Stone Gathering detail today?" And then we get to find out about that. Uh, job which is sounds arduous and horrible just going outside of the war camps collecting rocks uh specific you sizes know, I, have a, I have a little note here where um cal gets gaz to switch their work detail to rock collecting and cal mm. literally just collected rock like yeah. he turned around and he collected this guy named rock so he just collected rock and now he's getting everyone to go oh, collect rocks good. yeah collect rocks yeah yeah, hey, I, stupid, didn't, hey, I know I, I didn't pick up on that, but I mean that's funny because he wants to go collect another rock and he's just got yeah. one, right? That's right. That's that's great. I didn't pick up on that. That's awesome. I mean, it might not, you know, it's in an no, no, thing or whatever, hey, but dude, dude, it's there. That's great. That's amazing. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Um, and I, of course, as a as a first time reader, I'm like, look, where where are you going with this? Like, this sounds like hell. But but yeah. and and my, my my first thought was, well, okay, it sounds like an art, like a hard workout. Yeah, because so it's because like, they're supposed to do cleaning pots today, and cleaning pots is right. like the easy work detail. Yeah, so doing this at least it gets the men like more exercise. But I think, and of course, there is another reason. Um, he says it gets it gets us outside the war camp. Right. We need more help. And then and then he motions over to Teft. He looks at Teft yeah. and then they go over to Teft. And this conversation is interesting. I knew I think I I think you're gonna like the the one thing uh, that Teft uh, admits here. Um because Kaladin goes up and says, I I need your allegiance, I need your loyalty. Mm-hmm. And then Teft's like, No, you don't. Um Yeah, he says, You don't want me. You don't want me. Yeah, yeah. And then You can't yeah, depend on me. I belong here. I belong here as a Bridgman. Yeah, and Caledon's Ka- basically like, "Well, why? Like, do you not think I would, uh, I would uh, keep my word?" And yeah, he's pretty much telling Cal, "I'm a piece of shit. I am a piece of shit." Yeah, you he don't. Says, I, 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 yeah, he's like, "I, I would, re- I would betray you." Yeah. Um, and uh, I thought that was that was interesting, but then yeah. um, there's a reconciliation, and then this is where we get the the big name. So I, I don't think I can actually say it. There's um hold on there's a there's a little bit of a, a there's a moment here where 
Uh, Cal says we're all oh, broken. I was about to say it. What? Oh, were you about, about to say that? Yeah. Okay. I was well, about I'm not, to say the name. Uh, you don't need Rock's name. Yeah. Okay, that's not what I'm about to say. Oh, okay. I'm about to say that Cal says, like, when Teff's like, you know, I'm a, I'm a piece of shit. You don't want me. Cal's like, you know, we're all broken. Yeah. He's like, I failed too. My own brother died because of me. Yeah. And we don't. This, this is the first time we, we hear about that. Like, this is. Yeah, I, I don't know the story yet. Yeah. So so there's just a tiny little taste here. Yeah. I just want to make sure that we. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Rock Rock asked Taff. He's like, "Are you with? Are you with us with this thing?" I like how he always says this. Like he says the thing. He goes yeah. uh, earlier. He says, um, "Where does he say that?" Fuck, I, I'm losing my spot now. Says uh, you you when he says it to him that he saved his life. He's like, "You took my place. Without this thing, I would be dead." I love yeah. how he uses yeah. this thing as like a, as a descriptor for yeah. I love I love the way he speaks. <laughs> well and then now of course we get his name he's like yeah. what's your name rock what kind of name is that well he's like uh, at least my name has meaning it's not my real name at least mine has meaning like what what does teft mean he's like yeah nothing <laughs> teft yeah, doesn't mean exactly. he's like well at least at least rock has meaning and they say no well what's 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 your real name uh, you wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to pronounce it no no go ahead and tell me what it is numuhuku makiaki a alumina. <laughs> yeah, that's about as close as I got too. Is it okay? Yeah, and I threw new, a Jackie new, in there earlier too. Numuhuku, numu, numuhuku makiaki ai alunamore. Yeah, ai 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 alunamore. Dude, it's a it's an awesome name. That's yeah, a great name. You know what I mean? Like, come yeah. on. Yeah, come on, The Rock. He's got this kick-ass name. It's a badass yeah, awesome. name. This is great. So then at the end, they say, like, he kind of tells them what the plan is. We need to gather a certain kind of plant, a reed that grows in small patches. Do you remember what he's talking about? Well, the reed could be, is it um, the... uh... When he went to the apothecary, Uh... he... um... He talked to the apothecary. Yeah, there's and a, he was like, "I'd like to buy an antiseptic." And he, you know, the, the apothecary said, "We have these three kinds." And then he's all like, "What about the knobweed sap? How much is that?" And they told him how much it was. He's like, "What do you mean? I see the the reeds for knobweed sap all over this camp." Sorry, is it's called it's the it's called not knotweed. Uh, knobweed sap. Oh, knobweed sap. Yeah, and and only a few drops come per right per per, per reed oh. right per. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like uh, fronds or whatever, mm-hmm. and you have to like well, squeeze them out. So he he well, said like he so that's you know it doesn't necessarily mean it's that, but we know that in the apothecary. Yeah, he was mentioned the reed. Yeah. Well, in in the next chapter, chapter twenty two, there's another reed that gets mentioned. Hmm. Like a reed Richards. Uh, no, not not, uh, not, <laughs> not reed Richards. Hmm. But in chapter twenty two, eyes hands or spheres well i mean going back, going back to 21 i mean 21 my highlight uh i don't know i think i i think i named a few uh why men lie um, yeah it's it's overall just a really cool chapter the, really cool the conversation chapter. with still is awesome conversation with still is great but i, I like i just like that whole smiles those smiles from, from, from the people you help but that was not the reason that Liren became a surgeon, but the reason that he remained one. I love right. that. Right. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah, that was my 
Yeah, that's awesome. That was my jam I, for that. I think for for me from now on, every time Sill and Cal have the, one of these conversations, that'll always be my highlight. So what I'll always be saying is my second highlight because that's always going to be the best part of every chapter. Um, so when I mention something else, that's my highlight. It's because it's known yeah. now that Sill yeah. and Cal are the best. You know, talking with you is not really so good for discussions about me being insane. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll try not to be so interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love these two. Yeah, I mean, it's I a little attitude, eh? Yeah. The best, the bomb. Yeah. Um. Okay, chapter twenty-two: eyes, hands, or 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 mm-hmm. spheres. Uh. Well, what would it be for you if you, if you had to choose eyes, hands, or spheres? Me. Um. Hmm. hmm. Maybe uh, spheres. I, I guess I would, I would pick eyes, but eyes can be creepy. Eyes. Um, Dalinar, walking with his sons, crossing the rocky ground toward the king's uh, feasting basin. Yeah. Dalinar's, Dalinar's what do you book. think of this, dude? What do you think of like this layout of a feast? Buddy, I'm, I'm all over it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's super uh, creative to imagine. I let, again, the world building here is really, really neat. Yeah. Uh, Dalinar's storm wardens projected uh, that there would be two weeks of spring, then maybe returning to summer, hopefully no winter. So this is kind of the first time as a first-time reader that I'm kind of getting this idea that the seasons are fairly short and can change rather quickly. Yeah. Um, so that I found really, really neat. Um, Al- Adeline is uh, walking with Dalinar, obviously, and it says, I've been to three more leather workers, different opinions. Uh, no real conclusive um, evidence here. I mean, it it could have been just plain wear and tear. It could have been cut. There's really no way to say. Mm-hmm. Um, the king's feasts were always outdoors. And yeah, this is great. The whole basin is flooded, uh, forming a shallow artificial lake. And there are these circular dining platforms that rise up like tiny little islands that people are, are sitting on and dining on. And yeah, they're, they're, they're floating platforms, the right? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a really neat way to imagine it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, so they, that yeah, they, was really, really great. It reminded Dalinar of Selatalis. Yes, the Pure Lake. Yeah, he'd visited that region. Yeah, Pure Lake, exactly. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? What that's from? Yeah, that's that character. Remember, we we're discussing what uh, Dwayne's favorite character was. <laughs> yeah, Ishik. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ishik. Yeah, Ishik from uh, from Pure Lake. So yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And, and again, I love that image too. The, uh, mm-hmm. the except that uh, except that all these Alethi are on platforms, and they're, they're not like a foot into the <laughs> into the water walking no, around. No, they're not a foot into the water. No, and they're not complaining mm-hmm. about says somebody trying to marry them. Right. Exactly. Um, there are flowers floating in the current around them. Like this is a beautiful. A beautiful sort of setting. I, I really yeah. like imagining this, and I like yeah, that. It looks like, really cool. I like that Downer's like, okay, boys, one cup of blue. After that, stick to the orange. <laughs> yeah, that's. I like. Uh, it's it's kind of confusing, except that later on he says that the uh, the violet is the strongest. Um, well, of the of wines. The yeah, the wine. I, I'm guessing that blue is might be more akin to an ale or a beer. I'm not sure. Or maybe it's all wine of different varieties. I think it's all. I think so. I think it's all wine because he he says early, later when they talk about the violet wine um, yeah. that it's the strongest, the most flavorful than all the other colors. So, yeah, I mean there must be a color for each. Like there must be a wine for each color then, right? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, chicken. So this is interesting. Oh, yeah. Uh, chicken or shin. Shin flying creatures. Yeah, they actually can fly. <laughs> Weird, right? Yeah, and, and that they're, I, I thought it was funny that they're, that they're shin, uh, which is funny. Um, yeah, again. Uh, almost no one who's attending this king's feast is in battle attire. They're right. Not, not adhering to the codes. So that's yeah, this is where he says that most people are drinking uh, the dark, uh, drank the violet wine, and like they're it's the most intoxicating of all of them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They most of them wore loose silk shirts with ruffled cuffs and matching yeah. slippers. Like they're just they're all just a bunch of fancy boys walking around drinking Puffy wine. Shirts. And Dalinar's in his like um, his Sergeant Pepper coat, like like ready for war. <laughs> And everyone else is dressed like Jareth from Labyrinth. Right. Like, uh, David, right. a little Bowie. Hmm. Um, well, okay. So Wit, I I couldn't write. I stopped writing notes about this bit with Wit um, because it was just amazing. Yeah, he goes on and on. He just is insulting so many of these. So basically, so just to get this straight, at this point, Wit, who's sitting on a stool, he is insulting all of the nobles, all the bright lords, right. and, their, and their wives or their, their entourage, who, 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 whoever's coming. It's just like a full-on barrage of jokes. Oh, it's a it's a roast. It makes like yeah, yeah it's crazy, and it's awesome. It's really entertaining um, to read. So, and then when Dalinar steps up, he's like, "Yeah, Dalinar, Dalinar. yeah." <laughs> it doesn't get anything. So it's yeah. So I love it's it. like he like uh, respects him too much to to do that or something. You know what I mean? I guess. I mean, he's got his reasons, right? I'm sure mm-hmm. that there's more to it. But he's dressed. The wit is dressed, ironically, more according to the codes than right. Else, right. He's in the black outfit, the silver sword, and Dalinar notices that he's like, oh, how, how ironic. Right. Let's try something here. Let's uh, let's try to do a little dramatic reading, okay? Um, I'll uh, I'll do Dalinar yeah. and you do wit. Okay. All right. Uh, Wit, Dalinar said. Do you have to? To what, Dalinar? Wit said, eyes twinkling. Eyes, hands, or spheres? I'd lend you one of the first, but by definition, a man can only have one eye. And if it is given away, who would be Wit then? I'd lend you one of the second, but I fear my simple hands have been digging in the muck far too often to suit one such as you. And if I gave you one of my spheres, what would I spend the remaining one on? I'm quite attached to both of my spheres, you see. He hesitated. Or, well, you can't see. Would you like to? He stood up off his chair and reached for his belt. Wit, Dalinar said dryly. Wit laughed, clapping Dalinar on the arm. I'm sorry, this lot brings out the basest humor in me. Perhaps it's that, perhaps it's that muck I spoke of earlier. I do try so hard to be elevated in my loathing of them, but they make it difficult. Care for yourself, Wit, Dalinar said. This lot won't suffer you forever. I wouldn't see you dead by their knives. I see a fine man within you. Yes, Wit said, scanning the platform. He tasted quite delicious. (laughs) Dalinar, I fear I'm not the one who needs that warning. Speak your fears at a mirror a few times when you get home tonight. There are rumors about... Rumors? Yes, terrible things. 
grow on men like warts. Tumors? Both. Look, there is talk about you. There's always talk about me. This is worse than most, Wit said, meeting his eyes. Did you really speak of abandoning the Vengeance Pact? Dalinar took a deep breath. <sighs> that was between me and the king. Well, he must have spoken it to others. This lot are cowards, and no doubt that makes them feel like experts on the subject. For, they're, for they've certainly been calling you a great deal lately. Stormfather. No, I'm wit, but I understand how easy a mistake that is to make. Because you <laughs> blow so much hot air? Because you blow so much air, Dalinar growled? Or because you make so much noise? Oh, Sean, I love that so much. That response, like that, uh, uh, <laughs> Stormfather. No, I'm wit, but I, I yeah. understand how you could make some I know. I'm, oh, I'm glad we, I'm glad we <laughs> cut off. I'm glad we broke character there, because that's the part, right? Uh, that's so the part. Amazing. So, and then and, Dalinar, and, and then Dalinar gets him back. Dalinar is like, because you blow so much air, growled Dalinar, or because you make so much noise. Noise and a wide smile split Wit's face. Why, Dalinar? I'm impressed. Maybe I should make you Wit, and I could be a high prince instead. He stopped. No, that would be bad. I'd go mad after a mere second of listening to them, and would likely slaughter the lot. Perhaps appoint Kremlings in their places. The kingdom would undoubtedly fare better. Yeah, that's great. That's a, that's such a great scene. Uh, it goes on and it goes on uh, with all of these other uh, nobles again that he insults. But I mean, geez, I mean, honestly, like the wit. I'm I'm, I'm giving Brandon, Mister Sanderson, a clap for that. I mean, that's yeah, just, he's great. Yeah, that's just wonderful to read. What um, a great character, eh? He's so so uh, fun to read. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really cool. So that was awesome. The wit uh, insulting everybody. What else I like I how um, I like how not only does wit not insult him when he walks in the door, he has a great conversation with him and also gives him information. Like right, there's mm-hmm. if we like wit is wit likes Dalinar, and he likes I, the Colin family. I think so. Yeah, I think so. It's great, um, and it's, he I, said I, he said before, like I don't I don't suffer fools, right? Like, and and so all these other light eyes, like he sees this ridiculousness that Dalinar sees. He sees it too, and he just gets to insult everybody about it. Well, the next the next note that I wrote down in this mm-hmm. dinner in this dinner feast is the arrival of Navani. Yes, hi, Lady Navani. I have so a, queen- a brief description of her here, if you want. She's a stately woman with intricate woven black hair, streaks of gray, and red gems embedded in her hair. Light violet eyes. She's wearing an elegant elegant dress, which is shimmering red. Dalinar Mm. thinks to himself that she is one of the most beautiful women in Alfkar. But actually, no, that most people think her the most beautiful woman in Alfkar. But Dalinar thinks that's not right. It has to be all of Roshar. She is so beautiful. Okay, so this, okay, so we've got to pause. We've got to stop the tape deck. This is, there's something about this that as a first-time reader, a lot of bells went off here. Okay. So um, I wrote that down too. Okay. Um, so the, uh, the king's um, mother, so, El, so El, uh, Elkar's mother. Right. Um, was known as one of the most beautiful women in Alfkar. 
though Dalinar had always found that description inadequate. Right. For surely there wasn't a woman on all of Roshar to match her beauty. Right. So I'm thinking, wow, like that's that's your brother's wife. Right. So my alarm bells kind of went off there. Um, Alethi tradition actually states that now that Dal- the Gavilar is dead, she is in essence his sister. Correct. And has a special title that he calls her. Yeah, later he, call, he calls her that later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is interesting. So he, he's trying to avoid her. So he's like, I'm going to sit down to eat because if I am eating, then if, if yeah. she were to, if she were to come over, if there'd be a breach of etiquette, uh, the black or... thorn just became a teenage boy. That's what, yeah. <laughs> that's what just yeah. happened. I mean, yeah. And he started, he, and we, there's a bit of a, uh, there's an info dump here because Tenem, the soft, uh, light orange vegetable. Yeah. Uh, he served with the chicken. So he's, um, so he, he basically starts eating in, in order to avoid her. Um, but again, I thought that was really interesting that he's he thinks that she's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, he's like, so he's like watching her from afar, dude. He's like legit, yeah, like eating his food. And then like, he's like looking at her and she's like at a, at a table with um, a bunch yeah. of uh, uh, people. And she pulls out this really cool device. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She puts it on a table and it's like a polished brass it's about a mm-hmm. fist size, and it's got an, an infused ruby at the middle. Right. And uh, underneath it has legs. And Dalinar thinks to himself, it looks kind of like a crustacean. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember um, having said this to you before, um, that uh, Navani was an Artifabrian. And That's right. We don't actually know that information until right now. And I'm pretty sure that I said that to you, um, like, out of chapter like a few episodes ago, the oh, last time okay. her name came yeah. up, I think I might have said that, and I, yeah. I realized I think even at the time that I probably shouldn't have been saying it, but it was right. too late, so I was just kind of brushing it off. But this is where we find out what she does. Mm-hmm. Well, so again, more world, more world building, if you will, mm-hmm. or at least scene setting uh, in the in the novel when he's looking over at her, trying to avoid her gaze, although she does mm-hmm. gaze at him uh, very quickly. Yeah, they make eye gaze. contact. They make eye contact. He gives her a nod, and okay, or she gives him a nod, and and that's it. She goes back to talking with the ladies around her. Yeah. Um, but then they go on to describe how at other tables there are other women uh, displaying their talents. So some are sketching, painting, doing right, calli- right. calligraphy. The creation spread are sort of flowing. Again, I love that. I just I could totally picture There's this. So much going on. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, um, I, I I love when. Um... When Dalinar and Navani uh, make eye contact, um, mm. she smiles at him, and he says that her smile is uh, covert. She smiles at him at him covertly and knowing. And mm. I feel like the this little phrase is a perfect explanation of who Navani is. And you don't know who she is yet, but I do. No. And this covertly and knowing is for me is amazing. Without giving anything away. I'm just going to tell you that wow, Lady Navani is one of my favorite characters in the whole series. Wow. So, covert so yeah. and knowing. Yeah. What has changed uh, Dalinar? Visions, codes, or that book? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, um... That comes later, right? Mm, it comes later. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, so, uh, so uh, I think Aladdin... Aladdin? Yeah, Adeline approaches. Um, he approaches uh, yeah. his father, and they have a, a conversation. Mm-hmm. And 
I think that he is during this whole conversation. I think he's he's getting upset because um, he's being told once again, Father, people are talking about you. Did you actually try to pull out of the vengeance pact? Right. And, and he's like, Well, not really. What I'm suggesting is, you know, this, and uh, I, I I did suggest it at first, and uh, for the king to at least consider this plan. But then my my other suggestion was to intensify the war efforts. Let's gain some real ground with these Parshendi. Let's get yeah. them out in the open. And and so his son, um, sorry, I, I, am I getting that wrong? It's Aladdin, right? It's Aladdin, yeah. Aladdin. Aladdin, yeah. Yeah. Did I so, say it wrong? Well, I, I was kind of, is it D or L? I'm like, is it? Aladdin. It's not Aladdin, that's for sure. It's, uh, it's Aladdin, that's who it is. Maybe that's why I'm having it. It's because it's, it's a whole new world. Yeah. Um, so that's funny. So, so, so they're having that their their conversation, and you know, it's it's you can sort of see that uh, Dalinar is is frustrated. He's frustrated by this news. He's frustrated yeah. that Navani Navani is over there, and he's trying to avoid her. Yeah. And then lo, and lo and behold, she, she comes over and approaches. Right, but he he says, yeah. I want to just read this one little part. He says to Adeline, he says, "You are right to be worried for our reputation." I had assumed that Elikar would have uh, would have the tact to keep our conversation quiet, but I should have asked him to do so directly. You were right, right about his reaction, by the way, and I realized during our conversation he would never retreat. So I changed to another tactic. So I, I like he, I, I just like the um, the acknowledging uh, his right. right. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot going on in that little blurb, and I really like that. Um. So Mathana is the term to call Navani, who is his uh, older sister. Mm -hmm. um, and they have a conversation. So at first, uh, um, Adeline is, uh, oh, hi, hi, Aunt, uh, Aunt Navani. Nice to see you. And, and there's uh, some pleasantries exchanged, I think. Mm -hmm. um, there's music spread from the flutes that are happening in the background. And... Uh, I think that Adeline goes to tell his brother that she's there. Right. And so he goes off leaving the two of these uh, He's like, characters. I better go get oh. Renarin. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, no, that's how Renarin would have spoke. <laughs> Stop it. He just doesn't. <laughs> I can't believe you keep doing that. Hi, Dad. <laughs> what can I do? Oh, nothing? Oh, well. I can't wait till later. <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing it. And then they're going to be like, Sean, Mr. Kenville, uh, would you like to uh, voice Renarin in the uh, animated version of the Stormlight Archive? Hi, right, everybody. My name is, his voice is breaking. And, oh, sounds ridiculous. No, yeah. it's not Renarin. Yeah. Renarin is we not had, like that. We had all the options of all the most famous voice actors in the world, but we really wanted your wine yeah. on track. It's just, you really nail it. Yeah. Uh... Well, Adeline's Navani... dating a new girl again, Dad. <laughs> Navani um, has, re has returned for three reasons. Yeah, she's she returned has. to return to tell that the Vedans claim that they have half shards mm -hmm. that can stop shard blades. Now, Dalinar is mildly interested in this, but there have been yeah. claims like this before, and they've turned out to be false. So, right. he's interested. But then he says to her, you could have sent this to me via span read. Right. And so that's my other read, by the way. Span read. Span read. That's the read. Um, that's the other read. Um, so 
then she says, well, I also came to protect the king. Mm -hmm. And then he asks her directly, well, what's the third reason? Yeah. I'm pretty sure she just, she just smiles. She smiles and says they have to talk in private. And then mm -hmm. they, uh, they like make a date. They're like, so uh, like a week from tomorrow or something mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, she's then, like, it can be somewhere public. Yes, that's right. Summer public, so there's no scandal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then, says, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, he says uh, uh, Gavilar or Dalinar gives us that Gavilar and Dalinar were both interested in her, and she yeah. like made them both crazy over her, and she ended up picking Gavilar. Well, and and it would have been a scandal if she hadn't. Mm -hmm. So even even Dalinar knew that it was inevitably going to be uh, Dalinar who was going to uh, sort of have her as his wife um but still it, it hurt so that's interesting yeah yeah very much so um well especially since you know the wife that he did have and did love he can't remember and then the one other woman that he does love or did respect or admire you know he can't he can't have it's and you know so it's kind of like both women in his life are a source of you know, um, irritants or something yeah, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's complicated. Like the poor guy yeah, has but... these, you know, these two women, one, I can't remember. And there's this hole and I, and I feel honor and loyalty to maintain that hole. Like we talked mm -hmm. about last podcast. Right. And then, and this other woman is like, well, this is my dead brother's wife who I admire and, and love. However, I also think that she's dangerous. And I'm not really sure if I can entirely trust her. Um, or at least that's what sort of seems to me that that was was his impression. But maybe he's just more just thinking, you know, I, I just want to avoid her because she makes me, like you said, she, these, she makes me feel niggas. a certain way, and it's not cool. Like like when I'm climbing the rope in gym class. God damn that woman! Jeez. Um, I'm all stuffy the all the time. <laughs> the the king addresses the nobles and. Oh yeah, what did you think about this, dude? Oh my god. I don't like this, Mr. Sanderson. Oh, uh, I'm just telling you, bro. Brandon, I don't like this at all. Chapter 22, eyes, hands, and and and, and Sadius is what it should have been. We we get his first name. We do, Toral. Yeah, I hate Toral. it. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. Hero. You know what? Hero. I actually I actually Hero. sort of liked him as a character, and then you revealed his real na first name, and then I'm like, no, Toral. I'm out on Toral. That's it. Thumbs down on Toral. Lord Toral. High prick Toral Sadius. Yeah. The well, high yeah, prince yeah. of information. So I don't like this title. The high prince of information. No. I don't like it. Well, I'm nervous because information, he's in charge of inquisition, uh, investigations, mm -hmm. these uh, allegations that there was a, an attempt on the king's life regarding the girth of this saddle. Um, he's taking that investigation away from Dalinar, and no matter how it turns out, it's going to look bad on Dalinar, no matter what. Right. No matter what so, happens. No matter what happens. So <laughs> I, this is not, and, and even Dalinar says in the text, I've been outplayed here. Brilliant. Yeah. He's, uh, he says, I've been outmaneuvered brilliantly. Mm -hmm. Like he's just like, he realizes, holy crap. Yeah. I was so worried about all this other stuff and Sadius, but he's like, 
but the visions told me to trust him. So he's yeah. like, what the hell? Well, that's what happens when you play chess and then you have a vision and then you come back to the game and you realize that you made a really bad move. <laughs> I thought you were going to say checkers in there. Checkers, you start playing no. chess and you have a vision and then you realize you're playing checkers. Well, it's kind of like when you play Connect Four and then you have a vision about uh, <laughs> the the in another epoch and then you yeah. and then you come and back then, and then you come back and it's guess who and you're like what the fuck guess who what guess who why why does Ralph always have a big giant orange mustache I don't understand well, I got all the people with hats what's the deal. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I don't. I don't like this. Eyes, hands, or spheres uh, is the title of chapter twenty-two. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I think you could have called it "High Prince of Information." Yeah. Um, great chapter, though. Yeah, it's it really great chapter. Does. I love this whole thing. What's your highlight? Highlight uh, for this has to be the the world building. This these floating uh, aisles on this flooded basin to create this thing for the king. The soul casters went nuts. They created all these things. The the bridges yeah. were described as being you know ornate and uh, so just trying to imagine all of that with the you know the, the women displaying their talents and the men in certain regard uh, uh, garb you know relaxed puffy shirts whatever. The whole event uh, is just amazing wit at the beginning and and the conversations the insults are flowing sitting down uncomfortably to have a chicken dinner while this woman that you love comes in the room uh you're distracted conversation with your son uh, yeah like the whole thing it's great chapter yeah um but ending ending with the high prince of information oof, i sense yeah. a, a sense of i love 19. it i actually love it i think it's really really well done um like i mean i hate i hate it too but man I, I love like that there's like this politicalness to it. It's not just uh, a story about this war. There's all this other stuff in the background, and it's it's so rich. It makes things so like pop. Mm -hmm. My uh, sorry, my uh, highlight for yeah. this one is something that we kind of glossed over earlier by kind of by accident. I think oh, okay. um, you were bringing it up, and then I um, asked you to switch to something else real quick. But oh, okay. um, it's about uh, um, the um, the visions, codes, or the book. Yes. When Adeline says that, um, he says, like, I wonder what cha has changed you more, the vision, the codes, and the book. And Dalinar says that the codes are separate from the other two. And then Dalinar says, actually, they feel connected. They, f they are tied together in you somehow. And right. then Dalinar, like, thinks about it. He's like, huh, like, mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. he's right. And then he mentions a parable from the Way of Kings about forcing men to follow. Yes. And he says like dueling men for thinking they are cowards doesn't change their minds. It just stops them from saying stuff in public. And what you mm -hmm. need to do is you really need to change people's minds, not fight the ones who say the thing that's different. Well, it's this whole thing of forcing to follow versus letting to follow. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and, yeah. and it, you're right. he does say that there's been too much uh, forcing in Alethkar and I couldn't help but think of Kaladin in this regard. Yes. Yes, and again, again, a direct, a direct correlation, if you will, between Dalinar's struggles and mm -hmm. Cal Kaladin's struggles. Yeah, there, there's a chart. There's definitely a Kaladin Dalinar chart. Yeah, and, well, uh, I mean, it's... I don't know what to expect as a reader, but I mean, as a reader, I will declare, I hope that these two characters meet. I am just, I hope that that's what happens. Sadly. 
with the Inquisition maybe happening here. I think it might go a little uh, a little Orwell here, a little 1984. Mm-hmm. The brother is watching. Um, yeah. So Thaddeus, if if Sadius is going to abuse this power, and if I am correct in my suspicion that all of this mm-hmm. is being orchestrated to uh, either diminish or get rid of Dalinar or get rid of the Colons altogether. Mm-hmm. You know, like mate, like what if um, Yasna mm-hmm. doesn't have anything to come back to? Well, we we know that that's that's very true. That's very very true. You know, like um, so. I, we, I I've, I've, I've sort of forgotten about Yasna and Shalon, to be honest. Oh, uh, I have not. I uh, um, there's forward to part two or part. Two, or are they back in part three? Do you know? Or okay, well, you um, know, but yeah, you can't say. Bloopity doop. Bloopity doops. Your lips. You're buttoning up. Blubbly boops. We um we um only have a little bit of info dump here. We we kind of covered most of it already. Um, we talked about the rod sprint. The wind sprint only appeared to those that they want to. Um, so that's kind of neat. Um, that they have their own little personality. But we kind of know that from earlier in the book when uh, Cal tells us that uh, of the of the of the, the sprints, the wind sprints are the the most like playful and kind of like they have most personality, even though they're just wind sprint. Still is a whole different thing altogether, right? She's a special mm, case. Um, Teft Teft is eating flatbread and curry for breakfast. I thought found that kind of uh, hilarious. Yeah, I, like, I like that too. That uh, that it was curry. I like mm-hmm. um, very like for breakfast. I, yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Delinar mentions that soul cast buildings feel like caverns, so it's nice to be able to go out to this feast because it's out in the open. And mm. um, I, I liked the, the feel of that, that no matter how many tapestries and decorations you put up, they still feel like caverns to him. Yeah, it's too, it's not, uh, yeah, he, he's not, does, Dalar doesn't appear to be so wild about the soul casting of, of perfection that it can do. Like the, like the surfaces are, are unnaturally smooth, I think is how we describe them or something. And, yeah, and, and, and he, know, and he hates it here too, right? He just hates it here. So like, mm. Like that's gonna reflect in everything. He's like, oh, these fucking walls, the this dirt, the sand. Like he just he fucking hates it here. He doesn't want to be here. He doesn't think they should be here. So it's reflected in his like, you know what I mean? These fucking beautiful sunsets. I fucking hate them. You know what I mean? Like, um, the last thing I have here is that those sh- those half shards that uh, High Lady Navani was talking about. Um, they um they ca- they can't be made into plate. They have to only be made into a shield because it doesn't work when they're made into a plate. And holding the shield doesn't give you any of the benefits that having the plate on does because the plate on makes you stronger, faster, all that stuff, more alert. Whereas holding a shield doesn't give you those added benefits. So I don't, I'm not buying Navani's uh, reason for telling, you know, that's kind of a non story. It's, it sounds mm-hmm. like something in the National Enquirer. Oh, yeah. I, I traveled all this way just so I could tell you this, uh, that there's, uh, uh, that there might be uh, an alien threat in. Uh... I don't know if she says. Uh, I don't think she says that she's here to tell him about the half shards. She's just well... here to spread the news. But I mean, she's obviously using it as an excuse for sure. I think so. Yeah, great episode. Um, I can't wait to get to the next two chapters. Um, so we'll be doing next uh, twenty three and twenty four. Those are many uses and gallery of maps. That'll be the next episode. And then the next episode after that will be 2526, The Butcher and Stillness. And then the last two chapters for this part will be each their own episode. They are long enough chapters that um, we'll just dedicate a whole episode to that. 
Ooh, ooh la la. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be done part two. So we've only got uh, one, two, three, three four. four. Four episodes, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for uh, for um, a great uh, chat with you about uh, uh, these chapters. Really enjoyed that. For sure. Yeah, thank you. Um, and let's uh, thank everybody out there who's listening. If you guys uh, want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash heroes of. Um, if you want to reach out and talk to us, you can find our uh, Facebook page, StormPod, um, or you can find us on Twitter at Heroes of One. Uh, or on Instagram at Heroes of Hakathra. That's with the C H A C A. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, we've got uh, so much more to read. Let's uh, let's get to it. Till next time. Till next time. Stormpod is brought to you by Heroes of. Theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by Jack J. Phil. Mike and Sean, the heroes of Hakathra.